0: Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I am joined by Steven and Greg as we go over all the action to come in the divisional round. It is going to be fun. There are four games. I cannot wait. Uh, Before we do that, we talk about um, how the Cowboys decided to keep Mike McCarthy. Had a little bit of disagreements. I kind of understand why they did. Uh, I don't think they should have. And Jerry Jones usually holds on to a coach too long instead of too soon. And we'll see what happens there. But He's going to be back. I have a few Cowboys fans in my life. They are not happy about that. Uh, since our last podcast came out, Bill Belichick was officially relieved of his duties as a Patriots coach. I'm not going to really go into detail how much that man has affected me in my life, and uh, but he's had, he's had some amazing moments that have made me literally cry tears of joy. And it's kind of the total end of the era now with Brady leaving a couple years ago and Belichick being done. Uh, it's been a great time, and I could never have wanted to grow up as a sports fan of any other franchise because the Patriots have been the best team in all of professional sports since I basically knew how to speak. And so, thank you, Bill. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Patriots. And uh, I'm very happy with Gerard Mayo, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds. So that's my real my little bit, my little comment on uh, Belichick. And I know that I probably with Brady, I did like a 10 minute thing. Belichick deserves a 10-minute thing, I just am not in the mood to give it because uh, we've stunk the last couple of years, and I understand why it's time to move on, but the last 20 years, I uh, will not forget, and uh, I'll never I'll never have a better time as a sports fan than I've had rooting for the Patriots with Belichick and Brady, so thank you, Bill, thank you, Tom, thank you, Pats, I reiterate. So, without further ado, here is the AFC-NFC Divisional Round Preview with my best buddies, Gregory Let's it. What... Hello Steven. How is the weather in um how's the weather in beautiful Lacey Washington? It is just cold, no snow. Okay. Hello Greg. How's the weather in beautiful Houston, Texas?
1: It's a little chilly. Uh warmer than yesterday, Houston? but I think it's about 42 right now. Uh 42? yesterday was absolute it was frigid yesterday. I think it was like 30, um, which I was expecting maybe a little bit warmer trip down here, but it is what it is.
0: Houston's a very walkable city, I hear. You don't really need a car to get around in Houston. Is this true? <laughs> no. Uh,
1: yeah, you can walk everywhere as long as uh, you don't mind a four-mile trek. I went to the grocery store last night, and it was super cold. And it was uh, it's about 30 minutes each way. And I was very, very frigid by the time I got back to the hotel, so... Thirty minutes uh, each way. <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes. Wait, did you walk it? Yeah, I walked it because it said it was only a mile, and I thought, oh, it's be easy. But a mile in downtown Houston is a little bit further than uh, <laughs> you might anticipate. Well, I'm glad we it's had the put together.
2: My mile time's usually about like you know eight fifty.
1: <laughs> you know, we
0: might <laughs> yeah, run 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 a little, Greg. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um. Did you see? By the way, Stephen, uh, Gabe like broke his ankle
2: in the cold yeah i was just i was just talking to him i said oh did you get run over by a forklift he said no i just fell on ice and i said oh
0: that's lame i would i would make up a story uh goodwill soon Gabe. anyways so my bet of the year uh has fallen the browns did not cover two and a half against the uh texans so i will have to find a new bet of the year and i think i might have that this week (laughs) okay it's a new a new week a new me um We go into the second round of the playoffs. I went two and four, somewhat salvageable. Uh, Steven, one and five. Greg, four and two. Good job, Greg. I knew that one of us was going to come out on top. Sadly, I lost all my money. So um, I had to hit up the ATM and, uh, aka my mother, and um, (sighs) get some money into the the gambling uh, stratosphere, which I have immediately donated back to the casino. I love them. Should be a tax write-off. If I'm president, it would be. Uh, we got four games. Before we do the games, of course, other issues going on in in society. Would you guys like to talk about um, the Iowa caucuses, perhaps? Or let's talk about Mike McCarthy being retained as the head coach of the Cowboys. Uh, Pretty insane, I think. Greg had a take before the tweet, uh, or before before the tweet, before the podcast started that. uh, It's not insane. I'd like to hear his thoughts on it. He kind of called Jerry Jones a socialist, so I want him to expand on that, on what he means, because I don't think you could be a billionaire and a socialist, but I guess Greg thinks that. I don't know. Uh, I think even Mike McCarthy's borderline insane, I mean, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Isn't that uh, the definition of insanity? I don't know. Uh, I don't have Webster's Dictionary by me. Mike McCarthy is a very fine coach. I'll give him that. He'll win you some games. He'll get you to the playoffs. But in this atmosphere that we're in right now where you have Harbaugh sniffing around, you have Belichick sniffing around, you have Vrabel, who's always sniffing around and, and a few other good coordinators out there. I'm really surprised at Kevin McCarthy. I mean, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think you could do a lot worse than Mike McCarthy. I mean, Dallas did with Jason Garrett for 10 years, but uh, I'm very surprised because I don't think you're going to get a class like this of free agent coaches that uh, ever again. Or in the near, yeah ever again, actually. You got the GOAT. You got Harbaugh, who's coming off a great championship. I don't need to go over the names again. Greg, I want to hear why you think it's smart that they retained big, 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 big Mike McCarthy.
1: Um, I don't necessarily think it was smart or dumb. I, I just wasn't surprised by it. I think uh, he's had a decent enough resume there in Dallas for them to justify keeping him around. He's been 12 and 5 every year. I think he's got the best win percentage from what I've heard during his tenure than any other Dallas coach. So, um, and if you look at that game uh, against the Packers, the the real story there was the defense just no-showed and that's on Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, not Mike McCarthy. So it felt like it got out of hand real quick. Yet again, we see the Dallas Cowboys exit the playoffs very early. Um, But I think it makes sense to give Mike one more, one more go around and see if, they can get a little bit deeper, maybe make a run to the Super Bowl. Um, and furthermore, I did not, uh, I did not call Jerry Jones a socialist. Um, you have uh, misconstrued my words again. And, what do
2: you
0: call uh,
2: him, Steve? What do you call him? Oh, a socialist. Just like Greg said, he really convinced me that <laughs> that's the correct terminology for what Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones are.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. Both of them. Couple of socialists cutting up. No wonder they kept it. Marxism yeah. coming next. I don't know. Marxism is coming through with the cowboys. Um, <clears throat> the first team to hire a head coach was my Patriots. Gerard Mayo. Welcome to the welcome to the uh, team, Gerard. Uh, wishing you great success. Don't have really don't have many takes on that. Really hope they bring in different front office people than who they look like they're going to keep. We'll see what they do. I'm excited for the draft. Third pick. Let's not fuck it up, please. Um, okay, so we have four games this week. We're we're dwindling next week, two games, then we have the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm going to have some tears in my eyes. Let's real quick, just acknowledge CJ Stroud's for real. I think it's impossible to deny him at this point. He's a phenomenal, one of the best rookie QBs I've ever watched. And the throws he makes are incredible. And I've been seeing a lot of comments that um, you can't change your franchise with a great QB. You need to build outside of that. And what CJ Stroud is doing is proving that different and proving that wrong because the Houston Texans, I think they're over under coming into the year we four and a half and they're now in the second round of the playoffs and Stroud is absolute balling. Now they've built some good pieces around him they have a good offensive line and tank Dell was a surprise. He's obviously out for the season and, uh, and Collins is a really good receiver, but what he's doing, the throws he's making is incredible. This game he's playing against the Ravens they're are nine and a half point underdogs. It's Lamar's first playoff game in two years or, and uh, you know, I've, I've come to see Lamar play in the playoffs before and it doesn't really get me excited. Now, I think the Ravens team is actually phenomenal. Probably the second best roster left after the 49ers. But nine and a half is a lot of points. And I understand Vegas doesn't want you teasing this down to three and a half. So they, they, they've they given you the the point the extra half point there because this is dangerous. I do think Houston covers. Um, I think it's a close game. Lamar in the playoffs is a different beast. And what I mean by that is he is not good, at least of what we've seen so far. He could he could absolutely go lights out here, but I think Stroud keeps the team in the game. Baltimore's defense is great. I thought that the Browns' defense was going to be able to like falter him and be able to get a pass rush. They really didn't, and I, I kind of think you know this is just, the Texans team is just going to go say fuck it and we're going to throw deep. And um, Stroud's deep ball so good that we have we have history of uh, this whole season of seeing how good he's been. The only defense that's really made him falter is the Jets, and uh, so I have I have faith in the Texans. I think the Ravens win it, but I think the Texans keep it close. Uh Steve, yeah,
2: this is a lot of points. I think there's another game like this too, but I'm gonna take the Ravens here. I think the Texans won their their game and I think the Ravens are legit and are like the Jets defense like you're talking about. I think they will be able to shut down these these guys. so give me give me give me the Ravens.
0: who's the best qB in this game? Lamar, it's not close. Okay. Greg? Uh,
1: the division round is where Cinderella generally loses the slipper. Slipper's gone? Uh, yeah, slipper, slipper falls off, and it's been a nice story with CJ, but they're stepping up to a whole other weight class going into Baltimore on the road in the weather, and I don't think this is going to be particularly. me um well, my wife is calling me and she's got the way a moment. um but yeah I'm joining Steven I think you've got the right call there I think uh the better quarterback is is Lamar um just because of the dual threat there I haven't CJ I haven't seen CJ um exploit his legs he's fast but he he relies on being a passer more than um finding elusiveness in the pocket mm-hmm. um one interesting stat that I I um Saw today on Justin Tucker, who has, like, quietly had one of the most awful seasons a kicker has had in the NFL. Really? He is just, yeah, yeah. He is one of five from 50 yards and beyond this year. One of five. He's hitting 20% from 50, which is just absolutely um, kind of mind-boggling when you look at how consistent he's been. But, um, yeah, I, I see no reason to not lay the number here. I don't know that I would bet this, this game, but I think Baltimore will cover this by 10 points at least.
0: Okay. Do you need to talk, talk to your wife? What's that? Do you need to talk to your wife? Yeah, I'm
1: going to text. text her right now.
0: Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys are on the Ravens. I'm on the Texans. It's just a lot of points. That's really my only case. I think the Ravens win this game, but – um we've seen it with this Ravens team in the past few years. They can be up 20 points in the fourth quarter and they can evaporate that lead, uh, really quickly. It's a really weird team, but yeah, Ravens should take care of business here. Uh, Packers 49ers also a big spread nine and a half. Uh, the last like six or seven or eight weeks of football, Jordan love has been the best QB in the, in the league. Now he's beat up on some bad teams. So take that as we will, but how he played against Dallas was spectacular. Uh, Honestly, I'm very jealous of the Packers having Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love because it looks like this guy. He's top 5 in pa- he's second in touchdowns and um fourth or fifth in yards this year. His EPA is DVOA uh, top 5. He's a he's been a top 5 QB this season, you know? And so it's really surprising to see to see how uh how electric uh, Love is and again, I think the 49ers win this game. I think it's a close game. The 49ers run defense actually is worse, uh, worse than the Cowboys by EPA per play. Um, not that much, but still a little worse. And Aaron Jones has been balling out the last couple of weeks. Uh, this is just a big spread. And I think that the Packers offense is really zooming and humming and that's going to be close. 49ers will win this game. I don't have much um, doubt in that, but you know, I'm not uh I these big spreads in the playoffs they just they just kind of spook me because I do think officials do kind of try to keep teams in games no matter what and they don't want to see back-to-back blowouts or any like it just would be bad for for the, the because especially the games we just got in the wild card round where they were all bad besides the um Rams Eagles or sorry Rams Lions that was the only actual entertaining game every other game was like just a beatdown to where it was over in the first quarter or early in the third quarter at at worst um so yeah, I'm gonna go Packers here, based solely off the line being too high. Again, they don't want you to tease this, understandably, because like, the, I do think the Packers can cover that. Uh, but in a teaser, you know, three and a half, Wong doesn't like it, does he, Greg? So I'm gonna go. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go the Packers uh, to cover the nine and a half here, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna go with
2: the Packers. I think this offense can put up. A- insane points so i don't think they're going to get blown out i think they're a legit team and i think they've shown they're probably the second second best team in the nfc so i think this should be a battle um this jordan loves first like true test not gonna get gifted a game like against cowboys so this should be a good game game of the week
0: i think the game of the week actually i do think this is the game of the week not the spread of the week but uh greg no
1: yeah, I think it's either this or the KC um, mm-hmm. Buffalo game for sure. I think they're both going to be great. Hopefully, um, yeah, I'm joining both of you guys. I I, uh, I think nine and a half is too large uh, for the Niners to to cover. Um, probably eight times out of ten, I think that's just way out of range, and their their line is getting inflated. I mean, they have gotten healthier off the buy, um, but I do worry. You know, I. I don't know what the stat is, but when the Niners have gotten behind this year, they, have, they've really struggled to come back and, uh, and win games. And so if Perry came out and was to throw a pick, you know, the game momentum changes a little bit, uh, you can see this getting, um, a little bit lopsided, uh, fairly early. And one of the other advantages green Bay has is Aaron Jones has really found his wheels lately and. Um, if you attack that uh, San Francisco defensive line up the middle, like they did against the Cowboys, they can they can have some success. That's their weak spot. Um, and Jordan Love has just been playing absolutely lights out. And I don't see that changing in this game. Uh, there could strangely be some weather in Santa Clara this, this week. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I have to join you guys with Green Bay plus nine and a half. I think that's really the only only way you can look at this game and uh yeah obviously it's at teaser range like you said certainly so you can't touch that but um yeah i like the underdog here
0: yeah um that's the first playoff game you've agreed with me on <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is uh, the whole For year sure. this is the first uh the eighth one is the lucky one uh yeah sure. i agree good analysis there greg um thank you it is it's a game where yeah, I just that's just too large for me. And I think this 49ers team is gonna win the Super Bowl. But just Jordan Love has been balling out. And I I'm I bet the Packers are pretty upset they gave him that one year extension last year, uh over the offseason. I'm sure, I'm sure hindsight's obviously 2020, but like if they could have locked him in for five years at 30 million a year, they would have done that in a heartbeat right now. Yeah, like he's sure. gonna get paid. Um for sure.
1: And well, I, and one thing I forgot to say, and I sorry to take the mic, but you're good. Um Like you were saying, how the Packers have been pretty spoiled having to go from Favre to Rodgers to Love. One thing that they've done differently in Green Bay is draft early and have these guys hold a clipboard for a couple of years like they did with Rodgers under Favre, Uh like they did with Love under Rodgers. And you see these guys that have time to develop. They're very rare now. But when they get their chance, more often than not, even with Mason Rudolph, you see the jump that he had um you know late in this season and nobody ever thought i mean people thought he was going to be selling insurance here in a couple months <laughs> and all of a sudden you that's know true. he's you know he's a legit you know at least backup quarterback now um so uh, I'd, I'd be interesting to see if that that kind of planning goes back in vogue at some point rather than getting these rookies early in the draft throwing them right into the fire which just generally doesn't work very well that's a uh, yeah. that's a really good. Um...
0: A really a point two two things that i think would the, the i think the problem with that i agree with you that actually is probably the smart way to develop a qb because throwing i mean i'll give you the example bryce young is the best example like recently i mean and you're gonna see that this next year probably with bo Nix and and pinnicks and um jj mccarthy where you really can't tell if a qb is going to be good in the nfl based off their college tape because the windows are so much wider than in than in the nfl and um it's really a crapshoot drafting a QB no matter what but the way the Packers have done it in the past two cycles has been great the problems are I think organizationally you're wasting a first round pick not wasting but you're using a first round pick on a player that's not going to impact a team and if you have a QB that's already in place the issue is we're in a win now mode you know like when you had Rodgers and Favre to where you can actually still back then those picks were not our um yeah Jordan Love pick was criticized heavily and I remember the Rodgers pick was too. Now I was a lot younger, but I do recall they're like Favre Favre was older, but they were like, Favre is going to play like three or four more years. What are they doing? Um, where the organizational pressure is like, if you're a GM and a coach, you really, it's basically two or three year cycles. And so if you're going to draft the QB and have them sit three years, you're going to get a guy that's not impacting the team. I agree with you though. I do think throwing a lot of these rookies to the wolves um, on bad teams really hinders their career because Nothing else is set up. You don't really know. Like, it's such a different game. It's such a different game. Like, I'm looking at a lot of the tape for Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels. You really can't tell if they're going to be able to process second and third reads because their first read is typically open with five yards of separation. It's really a crapshoot, like, in terms of who's going to be good there. I think they're all going to be good. But yeah, it's like, it's really just throwing darts. And so that's a really good point. I I do agree with you. I just don't think it's ever going to come back. Because of because of the, the other things at, at play, but yeah, hey, they've knocked it out of the park. How about you, Steve? What do you think about that?
2: Oh my god, I hate it. We have, the Broncos have never had like a good quarterback in my entire fucking life. Like we had Peyton Manning for like two years, uh, but besides that, it's uh, fucking amazing. Two years, him. yeah, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So it kind of makes up for it, but. Uh, no, it's kind of annoying for some fan bases. We don't even get like a mediocre quarterback. We get fucking garbage. I love Jordan Love. He's so good.
0: Jordan Love's great. Um,
2: it's absurd. And not a staunch conspiracy theorist. That's also a plus in his
0: category. <laughs> Every Packers fan I know is so happy that Rodgers isn't on that team no more. He was such a drag the last few years. Um, God. Okay. Two two big spreads. We're gonna get a little smaller spread here. This is the there's two teaser lines that Vegas wants you to tease. So be hesitant. Uh this is the first one. Tampa at Detroit. Um, they are Detroit is six and a half point favorites. Uh Tampa and Detroit came probably this is this is wild. You got Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, two former first overall picks that were looked at as busts. Now basically playing for their chance to be a game away from the super bowl. They are playing for their chance to be a game away from the super bowl. One of the NFC, the NFC QB representative for a super bowl is going to be Brock Purdy, Jordan love Baker Mayfield, or Jared Goff. That's insane, but I love it. And it just shows that situational and organizational structure means so much for a uh, quarterbacks to actually display good, good stats and good and good skills. Baker had the season of his life. He actually had a season almost as good as Tom Brady's uh last year statistically. He had like 600 le- less yards and like one more pick, but it's very close. It's really it's really r- neck and neck. And um of course Jared Goff's has been balling out since since joining uh the Lions, which is pretty insane because he was on the Rams, right? So McVay really he can't get you can't really blame McVay for Goff not playing well there, but in the other situations, right? Baker was just in a in a terrible Uh, spot after a terrible spot he was a practice squad or like a scout team defensive lineman for the Panthers last year at one point that's insane um last week Baker played out of his mind they should have killed the Eagles by more than they did like Mike Evans and Kate Auden have like five drops between them Baker was lights out and then uh Jared Goff's just been solid 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 and um really what Ben Johnson does with that offense is, is great. Uh, This is a hard game for me to, for me to like figure out. I've seen Tampa struggle in some spots. Um, I think that home atmosphere in Detroit is just still going to be crazy. And uh, the fact that they're going to have a chance, they won their first home playoff game in what was it since 1970, something 73, that (laughs) it, it's absurd. What are we doing? And uh, so I do think, the Lions will win this. Six and a half is a lot of points, so I want to tease it down. But there's no teasing partner that I like. But I'm going to go the Lions to cover. I think they win by a touchdown. Again, I actually think this is a coin flip game. I think the Lions win by a touchdown and the Bucks win outright. It's I don't think the 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 six and a half will have too much too much uh importance here. I think it's either Lions take it away or the Bucks win. I'm going Lions to cover. I think they're the better team and have been all year, Steve. Yeah, I'm with the Lions too.
2: I I think this is another like Texans thing where they had the run, they had their good game, they beat the the frauds, and so I'm gonna go with the Lions here.
1: Okay, Greg? Yeah, yeah, I'm joining both of you. Um, I don't think this is gonna be particularly close. Uh, they played earlier this season, and I think it was in Tampa, and Detroit won by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, you know, there was a lot of errors by Tampa Bay in that game, but luckily they were playing an absolutely broken Philadelphia Eagles team that it just didn't matter. I I think Jalen Hurts is going to come out in probably about a week and say, yeah, I've got torn this and that and broken finger and all. Like, he looked so beat up. And, uh, like, does it just seem like, uh, there's going to be also news that comes out, like somebody like slept with somebody's wife or something. Like, there's just bad. The Eagles' inner there's just bad. Yeah, the bad energy is just like palpable, and, and, and you just kind of see it coming off the screen. you like, think Sirianni happened? should be fired? Oh yeah, I mean, I think such. So I don't think I don't think he I don't think he will be, but I don't think he's a particularly good leader. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think I don't get the sense that Jalen Hurts is either. Like I I I don't know. I just I don't think he's a quarterback that. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people want to play for. Like he just doesn't give off that vibe to me. Um, and so, anyways, getting to this game, uh, I, I think Detroit is going to just overwhelm this team. Uh, you've got the the more elite receiving core there in Detroit. I mean, Mike Evans is amazing, but I think that's kind of your your main outlet there. You've got a absolutely just ground and pound running game that I think you can preserve your lead with. And Jared Goff has been playing real well. Um, I actually thought McVeigh kind of handed that game to them, honestly. Mm-hmm. They had the, a chance.
2: The,
1: the clock management or mismanagement there at the end and mm-hmm. then deciding deciding to punt instead of going for it on the, the uh, fourth down. Um, some really questionable, questionable decisions there, which which was surprising for such a – I think a generally uh, well-regarded coach, but um, yeah, end of the day, I think Detroit minus six and a half is a very solid bet.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, In regards to, um, to Sirianni and Hertz and everything, you know, I do think a lot of the time teams being a head coach is more than being a good coordinator, right? It's being a good leader. And so, I mean, sometimes it doesn't mean you had to be a great coordinator, but At times it happens where you lose coordinators and that really kills the vibe of your entire team. That happened this year with with the Eagles. They lost both their coordinators, which is always a blow. I mean, I can only relate things to the Patriots because this is really all I know. But when after they won the three Super Bowls in four years and Charlie Wise and uh, Romeo Cornell went to um, their respective places, they had a couple down years. And Belichick was able to right the ship then, but really it's hard to bounce back from that. And I think sometimes... It's better to keep the coordinator and get rid of the coach. That's a gutsy decision. Teams don't make it. But for example, the Lions are going to lose Ben Johnson almost certainly this off season. I'm not saying they're going to be bad next year. I think Dan Campbell's instilled a great culture there. And um, I actually like Dan Campbell. I never thought I'd say that, but uh, he's just like Steve Austin. It's really funny. But uh, I think they really should keep Ben Johnson instead of Dan Campbell, but they're not gonna, it's whatever. With with what happened with Shane, Stike, Shane Steichen leaving and uh, their other coordinator, the name escapes my my um my mind right now. I just don't think Sirianni is that good, and I think he was was held up by his coordinators and both sides of the ball. Also, giving the reins to Matt Patricia on the defense is just that's fireball outright. Like things aren't working. I think he's, me, yeah, but, hey, he's gonna he's be the, the fall ball. guy. Yeah, he's gonna be the fall he's guy. The fall but it's guy. like who put yeah. him there? You know, who we'll pushed that doesn't
1: ball. want to get fired?
0: Yeah, and it's like, um, and honestly, I think Patricia sucks. There's really nothing he could do. The the team, like, they had no linebackers. They didn't have linebackers. They had uh, undersized. They had their safeties were hurt too. It was this team was just falling apart. I do think that they're gonna come to regret the contract they gave Jalen Hurts for what it's worth, and uh, we'll see. I think the Eagles are gonna do a, are gonna have a bit of a down year next year. I do think they're gonna keep Sirianni. However, again, like I said with McCarthy, you know, this class of coaches out there, um, it, you're not going to get this again. This doesn't happen most seasons where, I mean, maybe Mike Tomlin's there next year, right? He said he's going to coach this one last year. It's his last year on the contract with the Steelers. Maybe he's out there next year, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I have a question about one of the other teams from last week that played the Chiefs, just real quick. Should the Dolphins, and I my answer on this is no, definitely no, definitive no. Should the Dolphins pay Tua? And I'm saying no. Uh, he can't play in cold weather. He literally can't play when, when his first or second read are there. He does not do well whatsoever. Um, the only way the Dolphins have any chance to win anything with them is if they have home field advantage in the playoffs. And that's very hard to get. And so that's my opinion on Tua. I'd like to hear yours, guy. Yours before we talk about the last game, and then we're done. We got through all the all the subjects. Steve, what do you think about paying Tua? <laughs> again, subjects. I'm fine if they keep Tua, but the contract he's gonna get if he, they pay him is gonna be top five, top ten pay, which I think is absurd. Sorry.
2: Up, yeah, he's gonna get. He's going to get paid, and he's definitely a top sixteen quarterback in the league, so he's probably gonna get paid. So. I just don't know if you're going to pay him like a top five guy. I don't think he's that guy. He's like, he's going to be like Dak for his career. Dak's so much better than two of nah, That's so disrespectful. Number, Dak just probably not going to be that great. What about you, Greg? Yeah, same outcome. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I, Steve.
1: Like I mean, we were talking. Sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, no, go ahead. Um, like we were talking the other day, Sterling, like, you're totally right about Tua. He's playing in the AFC East and he can't play in the cold. And guess what? There's a lot of cold stadiums that you got to go into in the middle of January and try to get out a win. And I just don't see Tua being that guy. You can't grow into the guy that can play in the cold. You have to kind of have that as you're coming up. And I don't think you ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to engender that to you when you're playing in Hawaii your whole life. Um, and then Alabama after that, um, So, yeah, I think Tua will get paid. Um, I think it'll be a mistake. And especially with the durability concerns that he's had in the past Mm -hmm. years, um, that could be a a major major concern for Miami going forward and trying to build on what they've done. And also, can we pay Mike McDaniel a little bit more money just to wear some normal pants every now and then? (laughs) I'm so tired of that guy. Uh, That guy, I, I, I tell you what, when you're winning with him, with McDaniel he's the coolest guy like he is just oh man how do we get this like weird stoner wizard but when you're losing with Mike McDaniel like who the hell's this clown <laughs> like why is he the coach why is he wearing these weird pants like can he just be normal like and that's where like you get to these coaches That you get why you have coaches like Belichick that are just like I'm gonna be you know pretty gruff and like the results speak for themselves McDaniel hasn't gotten results yet so we'll see we'll see if this the, sh- 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 the sh- sh- stick worse than but um did yeah, you just have a stutter did my thing cut up. Sure. um it could have been both I said shtick wrong originally and I'm also doing this uh this Wi Fi through my hotspot on my phone because I can't figure out how to connect to my hotel Wi Fi. So.
0: <laughs> I want to, I'm going to have to listen to that because that's like, just just, just just, just stick. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> but uh, please I- I- I edit it. Please edit it so I sound smarter.
0: <laughs> I'd right. No, that was a good take. Mike McDaniel, you know, for all his quirkiness, it's, um, it doesn't really work every time. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys are both right. They're going to pay Tua. It's going to be a mistake. They're going to, they're going to regret that decision. And, um, I know that they don't have many other options out there because of the free agency, what are they gonna do? Bring in Jacoby Brissett. Like Kirk Cousins is re-signing with the Vikings. Um Baker's gonna stay with the Bucks. The the option is um the option the option is um Russell Wilson when the Broncos move off them. They're gonna get something for him or they're gonna have to cut him. And I think Russell Wilson will have plenty of suitors because there are so many bad QBs out there. Atlanta will be right there. Pittsburgh probably will be right there. So you, you got um, it's gonna yeah they're gonna pay him. I mean I don't know why that question's even asked. I asked it. They're gonna pay him. It's gonna be a terrible contract. And as a Patriots fan, it makes me happy because I will rest easy knowing I don't think Tua can ever win a Super Bowl. And I don't like I don't like the smug Dolphins fans. Also, we real quick Sirianni smug bastard. Back back on that real quick. After they beat the Chiefs, that was the first time I ever liked the Chiefs. When when they beat the Chiefs (laughs) in Arrowhead, that was the first time I was like, you know, I really actually wish the Chiefs would have won that game. I think they went 1-6 and the rest of the season, by the way. Good job. Uh, Final game of the week. A game that they're trying to – they're hyping up as um, this huge rivalry. It hasn't really been a rivalry in the playoffs so far. Uh, Kansas City against the Buffalo Bills. The first road playoff game for Mahomes. Ever. That's not true. What do you play on the road?
1: Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Ah, neutral site. That's not a neutral site. It was Tampa Bay. Yeah, he he's played a couple Super Bowls.
0: Those are considered neutral sites even if they're home. And also that's the Super Bowl's a corporate event. That's not yeah, that's a neutral not...
1: site. Let's let's be let's be real. That's not a neutral site when you're playing in the home city of the team that's playing you. Yeah, before the thing I, I, I do really I did mean, love so that Super Bowl. Good. I
0: would like to talk more about that Super Bowl when we talk about Mahomes' <laughs> legacy when it's all said and done. Please, let's please. Um I'm going to say this right now. I think the Bills killed them. This Chiefs team really, really benefited by playing a team that cannot play in the cold. And uh, also, if I would have known, if I would have known that uh, Miami was practicing in in Miami that entire week and didn't even go down one day early, you know, to at least acclimate themselves, I probably would have picked differently. But however, what can you do? The Bills, cold weather, this crowd will be absolutely insane. The weather's not going to be as bad as it was this week where you have to move the game. Josh Allen, as long as he is not an idiot, which that's that's asking a lot out of him, sadly, but as long as he actually plays within structure, um, doesn't just go YOLO the entire game, I think has a lot more around him than Mahomes. Uh, One of my favorite player props last week that did not hit, because I did not win bets last week was uh, Josh Allen over eight and a half rushing attempts. He landed on eight. That same bet's available this week. It's minus one thirty. I think he blows through that. Um, this Chiefs running defense is awful. It hasn't proven to be good. Uh, last week, I'm not. I'm throwing last week out the door. Evaluating the Chiefs, I don't think that Dolphins team was prepared whatsoever. Uh, but I think that in the past like six weeks, we've seen this Chiefs team. You know, I think them and the Eagles really limped into the playoffs, and uh, the Eagles more so. But I'm gonna say the Bills kill them here. I think the Super Bowl is gonna be 49ers Bills. That's my prediction now. So I'm taking the Bills two and a half. This is probably gonna get up to three. I've seen it at three on some of the books I'm looking at. Um, it's the two and a half has a little juice on it at Caesars, which is where we uh where we proudly gamble at the Spokane Tribe Casino. Uh so I do think it's gonna end up at three, but we got it at two and a half. I'm taking Buffalo to cover that. Uh Prove, prove it to me, Mahomes. And I think, I think this is the Travis Kelsey's last game as well. I think both Kelsey brothers walk off into the sunset. Um, Steven?
2: yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. I think Josh Allen really wants to get this monkey off his back and win this game against the Chiefs. I think you know, I think Lamar is probably first, but Josh Allen number two for how important a Super Bowl win would be for my quarterback this year. I agree. So I think Josh Allen, um, I think this is I think this is gonna be his year where he at least proves it in AFC. So I'm gonna take the Bills. Um they're not gonna have to the Chiefs have to play a team that actually plays in just as cold places they live. So give me the Bills.
0: I like that. Um Greg.
1: I uh I wish I could join both of you with the uh the Bills. Winning and covering this game. And I think they will win this game. But they're not going to cover it. So I'm going to take Kansas City plus two and a half. I think the Kansas City D is probably the best unit on the field. Uh, the Bills D got really beat up in That's that true. last game. And I do have concerns about that. Um, and I don't see this being necessarily like a shootout. Um, I just obviously the firepower on the Kansas City side, side's not there. Um, as far as receivers, obviously you still got Patrick Mahomes and Holmes is healthy and he can he can do what Patrick Mahomes does. Um, but I see, I mean, my strongest play on this would be under the 45 and a half. I think this is more like a 20 to 17 game. Um, oh, somewhere in that do. range. I think that I think that's what they actually um ended up on last time they played this year hmm Um that is. Yeah. And I think the Bills won that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kansas City keeps it close. Um, close enough to cover the two and a half. Um, I think the Bills will win this game though, but I think it's gonna be really tight. And the X factor here is um the officiating crew is 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 led by none other than Sean Hockley for this game. Oh god. And he loves he loves screwing up games probably more than anybody. So, um, and uh, I have a feeling he's going to have an interesting yellow flag or two in this one because it's on prime time and he just loves uh, putting his little nose in things. So, anyways, I am going to take KC plus two and a half. Don't feel super uh, confident about it. I think uh, Detroit minus six and a half is my play of the week, but um, I think uh, Mahomes and Reed have enough to keep this one tight.
0: Yeah, I hey, you're gonna get you're gonna hear uh, hear much out of me. It's hard to pick against my homes in the playoffs, and I've done it a lot over the past few years, and I've lost money, except for when the Super Bowl um against against Tampa was one where I really and also the Bengals when they beat them. But realistically, most other games I bet against the Chiefs had a pure hatred. But this one, I really do think that um this isn't hate. I just think the Chiefs aren't that good a team this year, and uh, we'll see. You're right. They they have actually got very beneficial playing. Against a team that can't play in the cold weather, and now a team that has probably the most injured unit left in the playoffs in the Buffalo defense, I do think if the Chiefs win this, um, Baltimore probably runs them. But who knows, right? Watch the Texans beat Baltimore, and then you have the Chiefs going against an inexperienced QB in the third round. You know that that can also happen. And then they played Jordan Love in the Super Bowl rematch. Uh, that's Super Bowl one was that Super Bowl one, KC versus uh, KC versus the Packers. I think so. I think that might have been. Are you watching that
1: Alcaraz game stream?
0: I don't have it on now. Oh, who's Sonego? I don't even know this guy. Uh he's Italian. I see Both the flag. Lorenzo? But,
1: yeah. I see the flag. Zero <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one you You're Kasparugno. telling me the green, white, and red. That's okay.
2: I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're okay. We'll make sure uh, which way it's pointing. It'd be hungry too.
0: It could be hungry, dickhead. Is it horizontal or vertical? Uh-huh. Thank you, Steve. Uh no. Okay. Basically, these are gonna be some good games. Uh, Greg, if you want, I'm going to the casino Saturday morning. I'm gonna lock in. I'm going also tomorrow, but I'm I'm gonna lock in on um some props and stuff this week. I'm gonna get back into the lab.
1: Why are you la- going both days?
0: Well, tomorrow I'm just going with with David just to go with him. And then uh oh, gotcha. Saturday, I'm going Saturday morning before the games so I'm a bed player props. And uh if lines probably won't change that much, so I'm anticipating okay. that's the same. yeah i have to
1: see if we're staying in town or not um there's speak of maybe going skiing and maybe not so uh but yeah i'll be happy to chauffeur you out on four-wheel drive vehicle on mm-hmm. saturday see that's what i thought you don't
0: need four-wheel
1: drive let's get good tires i'm not too I, I don't know that i don't know that good tires would be enough for Stirling. no they're not
0: i i can't drive <laughs> out of this
1: this you gives the to shit out of me you just need a set of
2: all weather. If I live in Spokane, I would have a set of all weather and then I would have a set of snow tires when it actually gets bad.
1: You don't need snow tires, you just need all the drive.
2: Oh no, 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 no. I'm not driving it in this. It comes down to braking.
0: I get I refuse to drive in this. Um I'm I'm home. I'm homebound. If I want if somebody wants me to go <laughs> somewhere, they're taking me. I'm 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 staying in my nice, cozy apartment. Yeah, uh
2: generally how it is anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't like driving. Um by the way, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast. I got Billy Joel tickets. I probably did. I can't wait. You did, definitely, like more than enough. Well, I got them. Yeah, those tickets. Yeah, you got Billy Joel tickets. Also, Hootie and the Blowfish reunion. Uh Oh
2: God. Uh <laughs> I have seen Darius Rucker in concert.
0: God, he's amazing. Um. Okay, well that wraps up the podcast. Uh Greg, I'll let you get some sleep have fun in court tomorrow. Greg is, uh, actually battling a, uh, insurrection charge, uh, sedation and insurrection in, uh, in Houston. He tried to, uh, try to take out poor old Greg Abbott, <laughs> tried to wheel him down, uh, off a cliff. Uh, good luck, good, good, good luck on that, uh, that case, Greg. And, uh, um, hey, thank you. Welcome. And, yeah, uh, Steve, beat, the beat the charge. Yeah, we, we need to keep you on the pod. <laughs> um, maybe next year if we keep this going you know maybe you can beat us in the picks i don't care about your percentage of your win percentage you know you you miss all those weeks and when you were this this year you were bad that's not your fault that's not yeah. your fault oh, i
2: picked one i picked one game i got 100
0: yeah. me for my pick yeah great get the fuck out of here man uh Sorry. okay well that wraps it up that's a short podcast and uh we'll be back afc nfc championship game previews cannot wait and probably more coaches will be hired so we have something else to talk about And you know, when all else is done, all stories else are done, we can talk about Shohei Otani. Always helps the engagement numbers. Okay. See you guys.